What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. You're listening to TMZ Movie Crashers. Welcome back to TMZ's Movie Crashers. I'm your host, Fabian Garcia from TMZ. I'm your host, Paige Catton from TFAB. And uh, thank you for joining us. We are obviously remote right now. Uh, COVID cases are up, apparently. So here we are doing it remotely. Uh, but we're going to keep on plugging along and, and just keep doing it. Keep on doing yeah. the podcast. So thank you for tuning in with us. We're adapting. <laughs> um, as I say each week, and as, I, as I'll continue saying, it, there's been a lot of movie news. I mean, like, I... I know Even that today, like today, it was like every today. hour. I was like, can you stop? In fact, let me actually just preface what the movie news of today is, because we're not going to talk about any of the stuff no. today, unfortunately for audience. The police, uh, my policeman trailer is out with Harry Styles, where I think he's in some kind of gay romance with somebody. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a, a modern day Brokeback Mountain set in the UK, it seems, back in the 50s, maybe. That looks kind of interesting. Obviously, Light Years coming out this weekend with Chris Evans. I'm definitely going to watch that. Um, what else? Oh, the, oh, the Barbie. The Ken, yeah. yes, Ken, is, uh, buggy, Ryan look. Gosling, Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Gosling Ken, the Ken, first images yeah. came out. He's got the, you know, the, the Barbie doll six pack or whatever. In the uh, underwear, one other, there, Ken on the, on the band. Right, right, right. And there was one other thing too. I forget what the other news is. Oh, Matilda. Was, I was going to yeah, say Matilda, doing, the musical trailer. Yes, yeah. they're doing a Matilda musical through Netflix. Uh, Emma Thompson as Miss Trunchbull. Um, so yeah, that looks all, that's all good. Interesting, fascinating. But where we're going to start today is with the big motion picture. You've got to get a hold of yourself. And that is Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift apparently wants to direct a feature film, and she revealed this over the weekend uh, at the Tribeca Film Festival, which is still ongoing. I think it actually wraps up this weekend. Um, She was invited for her own exclusive event there in New York City, and it was fan-filled, tons of people coming out, tons of Swifties. Uh, she got the rock star treatment going in, but once she was actually seated at the stage, um, she started talking about her short film, um, the All Too Well short film, mm-hmm. starring, I believe, uh, Dylan O'Brien and then and Sadie. Sadie Sink. Sa- Sadie there Sink. we go, Sadie Sink um, from from Stranger Things fame. Crazy to see that she was a little kid. Now she's like an adult, kind of. It's weird. Had you seen it, like by the way? Had you? I seen did actually sh- watch it. I actually watched it today because, funny enough, I had not seen it before this. Other than just, I like, mean, I. Little bits and pieces. Yeah. But I actually sat down and watched the full thing today. And we're going to get into all that. But first, let's actually play the clip of Taylor on stage saying that she wants to direct a feature after this. Um, It would be so fantastic to to write and direct something, you know, a feature. Um, I don't see it being bigger in terms of scale. I loved, I loved, um, making a film that was so intimate and um, with a crew that was relatively small. So there you have it. There is Taylor saying, yes, she would be happy and love to direct a feature film after this. She did say that she want, she would want, if she did in fact do that, she would want to keep it on a small scale like she did for this music video. Slash short films. Yeah, small, very intimate, small crew. Um, and look, I got to be honest, Taylor Swift is one of the most famous people in the world. She's got 
Not only does she have money herself to do this, a feature film by herself if she wanted, she could which totally she also noted. As yeah, well. she, yeah, she, yeah, she could she could easily finance it herself. But even if she wanted to get players involved and different partners and financers, I'm sure she could easily do that too because she's totally. just such a huge name. And here's the thing. we'll get into the weeds of the actual short film in a second and whether I think she's actually a good director or a bad director. It's hard to say because she's only done like one thing in this capacity so far. Um, But again, if Taylor wanted to direct a feature film, I'm sure Netflix would take a a meeting with her. Hulu would take a meeting with her. Any of the, or any of the traditional movie studios like Warner brothers or whatever, they would take a meeting with her too and actually hear her out. Who's Again, gonna say she, no to Taylor Swift? Like, let's be blunt. Like, they're not exactly. gonna be like, She's t- no, exactly. we declined a meeting with Taylor Swift. We said right. no. And that's, like, that's exactly that's exactly my no, point. Because of happen. the name recognition and the yeah. clout and the fame, people would take the meeting. And frankly, they might even just say yes. They want to be the person one, to say no. Right, based on this <laughs> one project alone. And yeah. that's kind of where I sort of have an issue with it. Because look, yeah, I just want to say I saw I've seen the all too okay. well short film in its entirety. It's not bad. I'll start there. I'll, I'll yep. start with a nice note. It's not bad. It's actually pretty well shot and, and well directed, it seems. But at the same time, like, like the, the, the scene that really stood out to me that was like actually sort of filmy, because honestly, most of it really plays like a music video. You know what I mean? And music videos is like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, you're doing like this shots like this and the music's playing and whatever. But th- there's a scene in the middle of it all that lasts about like two minutes or so where Sadie and Dylan are arguing and that's kind of shot like yes. sort of sort of like a movie. Although I, I got to say it's the, the camera if you watch that scene the camera's constantly moving around and like it's mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that style is. I mean it's like a free form kind of style of a director or a, a directorial di- bleh, directorial style. Yeah. And I got to say I wasn't all that really I wasn't impressed with that scene. I mean it was good the acting was phenomenal. Like those actors oh, yeah. Hit it on the head. It was very dramatic, but as far as the shots and I and whatever sort of style she was employing, I guess eh, I was like, whatever. Like it, 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 it would have been more interesting to get like some more still shots, like and some like more traditional cuts, because the whole thing played like a one take. You know what I mean? Um, so again, I mean, like I'm not I'm not trying to crap on Taylor Swift. I mean, she did it for her first outing. It was a fine job. I'd like to see more like filmy type stuff from her, like more traditional film stuff, like kind of away from music. Like let's actually see a true short film of Taylor Swift. That's like a f- pure narrative, no music video, no nothing, just yeah. a narrative traditional film. And then I could really judge her, you know what I mean? But look, if she wants to just jump from this and go straight to feature, I mean, look, that to me seems a little like entitled. Well, I think- Is that entitled she, of her to say that? I feel well, like she was more, I think she was, from what I, she was asked. Like she didn't say, I would love to do a feature film. Like Good she point. was asked. So she's not like, you know, preparing one now, I don't think. Good point. But, Good point. Um, so maybe for all we know, maybe it wasn't even like, she hadn't really even like deeply considered it right. or anything. Like we don't know, but um, I'll let you f- finish your thought because I have some thoughts as well. Or well, that's, that's kind of my thought that okay. like, I, that basically I, I was pretty impressed with her first outing of this and I, I see some potential there for sure. I'd like to see some more work of hers. And frankly, if she was want to transition into film, have at it. Why not? You know what I mean? Like in this day and age where everybody's crossing over and doing this and that, even though I'm, yeah. I, I tend to be a bit of a traditionalist and a bit of a gatekeeper. I'm like, stay in your lane, whatever, do what you want to do. Let's, let's see the work. And by the way, I, Taylor Swift already has an interest in film. She obviously was in cats, but I think she's actually cast in this new movie. It escapes me at the moment, but it's like a star studded cast. It's like, with a Oh serious yes. Director. I forgot what it was. I, I do too, but, she, too, but she's, she's going to be cast in the movie. And I think she's going to, and I, I believe she's going to be playing like an actual role, like 
not a musician, not herself. Like, you know what I mean? And that, yeah. that's going to be interesting too, to see the acting chops of her in a real dramatic film. Um, but yeah, for the director side, again, I'm, I'm, I feel like she's, she's maybe making, try, if, if she is in fact serious about, you know, directing a feature film and if she actually does follow up with that and tries to pursue that and just go straight for the top, I think she's kind of level jumping a little bit, but hey, it's Taylor Swift. I guess she could do that. But go on with your yeah. point, Paige. Okay, so first of all, I have to say, I go back and forth with my feelings about Taylor Swift in general. Mm. I've never been a diehard fan or a Swifty. Right. And they probably look at me, this blonde girl, oh my God, you're not. Like people like expect it, like, right? Because right. it's like, I feel like most people are, like, especially millennial women, I feel like, or in gay men as well, I feel like right, it's right. like, a, it's like a phenomenon. She is a phenomenon. Right. You know, um, I do like a lot of her music. Um, there's always been something about her, to be honest, that bothers me. And I've never been able to put my finger on it. I don't mm. know what it is. Um, but I bring that up because we've discussed a lot in the past about, um, well, we discussed it several times, how it's difficult to separate the art from the artist. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying that you can do that. I have more issue with that. Mm. But I think when it comes to this, I think like, if say I watched that and I wasn't like, like the all too well video and I'm thinking, oh, this is Taylor Swift directing it. Like, I don't know if I would think differently in the sense that like, this is Taylor Swift directed this video. Mm -hmm. If I didn't know that, I could be like, I might like I okay. So overall, I I I was impressed. Yeah, I was I too. I think I was impressed, and I, I I thought she did very well. Yeah. But if I if I just was putting her out of it aside, like not her directing it, because I was saying, oh, I'm impressed that she did this. Mm. Not I'm as impressed by the short. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think you're saying that like if Taylor Swift had not directed that and you would just, if you, if this video was the exact same and some other person had name was on it yes. as a director, yes. you'd be like, eh, whatever. But that, the fact yeah. that she, her name is on it, it kind of elevates it a little bit more in your mind. Is that what you're saying? 100, 100% is exactly what I meant. Thank okay. you for, for explaining that. It's still got- But then I guess, I guess the question box. then is, is the, is the video actually all that impressive? Is the short film itself all that impressive? Because it sounds like she's the X factor here. And it's, you're saying that without her name on it, it, maybe it actually isn't all that impressive on its own. On its own. But I have to say, I think she has some, like, talent when sure. it comes to directing. And I, I think um, definitely some talent there. And, you know. And if, not, and if not, like, pure raw talent, definitely some hints of talent. You know what I yeah, mean? Hints like, of potential at the very least. Potential growth is there. Yes, 100%. I agree. And I think, you know, I was thinking about this, too, about, about um, you know, people going in different lanes and stuff and how I mm. feel about that. And I, you know, I go back and forth because I, I, I'm with you. Sometimes I feel like I'm more traditionalist, like, oh, stay in this. But then everything is just so meshed these days, especially yes. like TV stars, music, everything. Yes. And like one thing that came to mind, because Taylor Swift has also directed a couple of her own music videos, I mm. believe. Right. And, you know, and you said, oh, like, you know, this in this this short is, I agree, a lot of it does just look like a music video. Yeah. Um. You know, but there are a lot of, I didn't even know this was even a thing, but there are like music directors who like started with music videos and have gone on oh, to yeah. be like feature film directors. 100%. And her, that's a very common the, thing. And one of the big ones is the guys, uh, the Daniels, the guys that directed everything everywhere all at once. They oh, they directed like, yeah, I think one, I forgot, Swiss Army Man, I believe was their first feature film, but right, right. they directed like Lil John, like turned down for what? Like, really? you would not, wow, yes. I did not, that's fascinating. I did not it's, know that. It's fascinating, right? So, yeah. 
so I believe that was the one of the. I'm pretty sure it was that Lil Jon uh, DJ right, right. song. But but it's just kind of like you wouldn't you wouldn't see that movie and be like these are the guys that directed this Lil Jon music video right. like, middle school dance song. You know what I mean? Right. But like, so to your point, like yes, the transition from music video to film is it happens all the time. Yeah. And and in and, fact, and not, not, you're right. The fact that you. Yes, the fact that Taylor yeah. has directed her own music videos in the past. She already, I guess, I guess she kind of is making the baby steps toward a feature film and. Look, if she, again, if she ends up actually just making the big leap to a feature film right after this, again, I'm like, I'm not going to be too mad. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, but I, I'd like to maybe see a, a like a more of a, a traditional short film from her next, so I could actually judge yeah. it. Like, you know what I mean? That'd be very interesting. With no, to see. with like no music component. Yes, I agree. With so no you know, she can choose whatever path she wants to do. Yeah. One thing I'll say real quick too is we have one one more little soundbite from Taylor from this uh, conversation over the weekend. She she does seem to know her stuff about film. She knows some terms about tracking shot and this and that let's actually listen to taylor kind of use these terms and kind of describe her film process she's she sounds like she knows a little bit like what she's talking about if you look really closely when we're when we're following um her through this hallway with a steady cam and we pan and we and we meet him for the first time we pan across a red typewriter and then later on we see her typing on that typewriter and i we have we assumed that this that he gave it to her. So there she is talking, talking like a film buff, kind of talking like a film nerd there, uh, which is cool actually. That, that, that to me shows that she's done a little bit of homework, that she yeah. is somewhat educated on the matter, which I can appreciate. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see where Taylor goes from here. And I'm, again, I am not a Taylor Swift fan by any means or any stretch of the I'm imagination. Again, I literally just watched the full all too well thing today just for this podcast. Uh, but I, I guess I'm intrigued to see where Taylor takes it from here. Um, Me too. And with and with that, I think we can move on to our next segment, casting a light. This is the yeah. big one today. This is going to be the big segment. Um, yeah, because I mean, this it is, is everywhere. It's, it like, was huge news earlier in the week. Uh, Joker the two, Joker two is happening. That yes. was confirmed by Todd Phillips, I believe, last week. He posted mm -hmm. a screenshot of like the cover of it, uh, and he posted a photo of Joaquin Phoenix reading the script. And I believe the name of the movie is going to be called, one second, it's called Joker Folia Du. And I, I, looked at, I looked that up to see what that is exactly. And I guess it means some kind of a, an affliction or something that two people share. So essentially, it's, it's, like, it's like Joker 2, Madness for 2 or something like that. Or like, yeah, because when I looked, maybe when I looked up, it said it's a medical term for identical or similar mental disorder. That yes, that's people. right. So it's, it's kind of like, yes, like Joker, you know, you know, illness for two, essentially. Illness for or like, two, it's yeah. almost like, it's, to me, that kind of, it's like a play on words for like table for two, almost, but like psych ward oh, for two, maybe. That's kind of how wait, I interpreted it. Yeah. I like that. And, I if, if, and, I if, and if you look at the photo of Joaquin there, um, he's, he's taking a look at the script and it looks like he's reading it through. I imagine he's on board at this point, even though the, the reporting is saying that, um, find a deal yet? yeah, like, apparently they have not finalized the deal with him yet, which is weird. I don't know what yeah. Warner brothers is doing exactly. They got to pick, pick it up. Um, uh, because he post the picture if he it's weird, like they're, they, they're like already confirmed. kind of, first of all, let, let's get to the real, the cuts of the chase here. The real chase is one, this movie is apparently going to be a musical of some sort. Yes. That's, that was the big story, but two, even bigger Lady freaking Gaga is going to be in this movie as Harley Quinn. That that's that's the reporting She's out there. She's in early talks. She's in early talks. She's in early talks. Correct. Yeah. She's in early talks. But I believe they're going to land her. And I, you know, yeah. obviously they're going to sign Joaquin. I don't know why they haven't signed him yet already. Like for God's sake, just do that. Um, and look, I, I have so many mixed thoughts. The musical aspect, the Lady Gaga thing. First, I'll start with Gaga. If okay. she is in fact going to be signed to this movie 
as Harley Quinn, that's that's exciting because and, and look, it makes sense because it's, it's a musical. She's she's a singer that that plays to her her main talent, I think, which is in, which is exciting, obviously. But just on an acting level, Lady Gaga has shown her chops over these past five or six years now. Right. Mm-hmm. A star is born. She was nominated for an Oscar for that. Could have easily won an Oscar for that, in my opinion, because she was fantastic in that movie. I agree. Um, and, you know, she she did House of Gucci, where, you know, that one was a little more, like, eh, iffy because some people thought it was sort of laughable. But honestly, I watched the movie, and, yeah, like, maybe she handed up a little bit. But honestly, I thought she did pretty damn well. Like, it was all things considered in the source material. Yes, the accent was a little corny at times. It, it was corny for a, a lot of them, actually, throughout that movie. But all things aside, once you suspended disbelief a little bit and you just kind of watched it for what it is, I liked it. I liked House of Gucci, and I loved Lady Gaga's performance in it because i thought it was pretty like disturbing i was like holy crap like and when especially if you don't know the story of that movie and you're learning it for the first time and you're learning how how and not how wild and and i guess crazy of a woman this person this person actually was to to pull all this stuff off against her husband lady gaga delivered on that role and i i sensed every bit of that through her performance so her being in in yes in in her being in a in her being in a, a joker too which the first one was all drama, surrealness. Oh. It was it was a heavy film. It was a very heavy film, and it was very so performance good. driven and and, mm-hmm. and a character study like too with Joaquin yeah. obviously winning for best actor that year. The, the the problem that I'm sort of worried about because if Lady Gaga would have been cast as Harley Quinn with no musical X factor, there's no musical involved. It was just if they kept it just as a regular drama like the first one, that to me would be actually be more interesting than what they're doing now, which is seemingly going down the musical route. Because to me, I heard the musical thing, and I gotta be honest, the, the excitement of Lady Gaga hearing that news was immediately deflated. I was like, what? A musical? Like, no. And then they get Lady Gaga, I'm like, okay, so you guys are hiring her essentially for her singing chops. And I guess you could argue for her acting chops too, but if they really wanted to, if it was really about her acting chops, there would be no musical. It would just be a straight drama and you would just, that's all acting. And that's really kind of what I wanna see uh, that's you know I want to see more of Lady Gaga in like traditional acting roles because she's shown that she's pretty good. I'd like to see her show that more in in, in a Joker type setting where it, it would be a traditional drama that would come through. And she, in fact, she could easily win an Oscar for that. But now I agree. it becomes a musical. It becomes less serious. It becomes more just like campy and like whatever to me. I don't know. It, it, am I? I've, I'm not all that excited about this now, to be honest with you. How, how do you feel? Okay, so I am. I'm, I have mixed feelings as well. I have mm-hmm. mixed feelings. There's things I like and things I don't like. I actually, I agree. I think obviously Lady Gaga is super talented. I would, I want to see her in more acting roles in general. Yeah. Um, and I would like to see her do something not without a musical. However, I think it would be interesting to see her. I'm interested to see her in a comic book role. I think that's kind of, I think that's interesting to me. Yeah. My biggest concern, and I'll come back to Gaga, but my biggest concern about this, why are we having another Harley Quinn? <laughs> I'm done. Like, it's, we are Margot Robbie. There's already, like, what, three Jokers? Like, Phoenix, Barry Cogan from the Batman, and then if I, Jared Leto. I don't know if he's still the DCU Joker. Right. I, honestly, like, I, I agree. Like, it's, bring in it's... another character. I would love to see her, like, I mean... I mean, I like Harley Quinn. You know, I dressed up for Harley Quinn for Halloween. Like, I like her. I like Harley Quinn. But like, enough. 
Like we need another, like pick another, there's like what poison Ivy. I mean, I don't know DC very well. You know, like- actually that, so the thing is I, I get it. Like if they're going to do some kind of female companion for Joker, it, look, it, it's gotta be Harley Quinn because that's like his right. That's like his right hand sure. woman, if you will. The thing, and to your point, I agree. There are too many iterations of DC characters and just superhero superheroes in general, but DC specifically right now has a problem with this because there's different, there's so many different versions happening all yeah. at once. It's a mess like, in the DC extended universe. Yeah. But with that said, I will say this, the, now that they're already on that path, they're already on that path of like different, different universes, different worlds. There's no yeah. going back at this point. So sure. in my mind, I'm like, look, they're already there. I'm not too mad about the idea of introducing a different type of Harley Quinn because in my mind, the, the Joker movie and that the world that's that that plays in is so much more realistic and darker than Harley Quinn stuff. Like, I yeah. don't really like the Margot Robbie Harley Quinn. It's too cartoony for me. I think it's sort I, of it's sort of off the wall, and zany, and I don't like it. It's just not so, realistic. And and if and if Lady Gaga was going to be introduced in the Joaquin Phoenix Joker universe. That's interesting. That's darker. That, that's a different I side of Harley really Quinn that, that we haven't seen that I would be actually true. be interested in exploring. But again, now that it's going to go, go down this musical route, I almost feel like they, they've they've kind of squandered that opportunity to explore a darker side to Harley Quinn. Now it's going to be this like kind of like zany musical, and it's like what what are we doing? I don't I'm know. Maybe so I'm wrong. Sure. Maybe they'll find a balance to do musical and serious at the same time. Um, but I, you know, I'm not too mad at Lady Gaga being introduced. I do agree. There are too many iterations of the characters in general, though. Well, what I was going to say about the musical component is one of my personal, personally, one of the best moments in Joker is Mm. when he dances down the stairs to, um, I don't forget, but yes, the the song by the guy who like turned out to be a pedophile apparently and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Gary Glitter. I think his name is. Yes. I love the song though. It's a good song. Oh, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Not what, yeah. Not the guy with the song. Yeah. So, you know, and I don't think that was corny at all. I mean, yeah, he wasn't singing it. It worked. It worked for the scene and the vibe and everything. You're right. They're going to do things like that. That's kind of like it molds into the, the darkness in a way. And it's almost like, like when he's like dancing, it's like creepy almost. Y- yeah. Dark. Like when he's, when he, uh, yeah. Stuff, when he's dancing on the stairs, it's creepy, but also remember they do that. He, he does the, the dance in the bathroom. Yeah, which is super the bathroom. Eerie. It's super eerie. So if they're going to do like a musical sort of thing like that, then I'm on board. But if it's literally going to be like, Oh, I'm the Joker. And, oh, right. And, and, Big musical like numbers that, and stuff. Like, no, like that's weird. That's yeah. Like I mean, yeah, it's like, it, it, I suppose it, it can be done in the right type of way because look, like at the end of the at the end of the first one, spoiler alert, he's in a mental institution at the end and presumably they'll pick it up there. Maybe he meets Harley Quinn there because I think yeah. according to the comic book lore, Harley Quinn is actually one of the nurses that he ends up meeting in Gotham, uh, Gotham, this, Gotham Asylum or Arkham or whatever Arkham. it is. Yeah. Yes. And um, so, yeah, he can meet her there and, you know, he's he's already kind of like, his his worldview and things that's like you don't know what reality is. So I suppose he could slip in and out of like dream sequences and stuff that kind of become musicals. Because he had some dreams in the first like he did. He had some dream, he had some well. dreamy kind of trippy that's stuff in the first point. one where he didn't really know what was real, what wasn't. So yeah. I, I could see them definitely playing into that. But again, it's gotta be done. It can't be just too big, like this big Broadway musical thing. Cause then that no. then you lose me. It's gotta no. be done in like a, in a measured kind of way, you know what I and, mean? And as we've discussed, cause we even years ago, we've talked about when, when Joker came out because I, the best thing about, I think Joker is definitely top three comic book films. I don't even like, I mean, yes. it's a comic book film, but I don't really consider it. I mean, it is, but I feel right, like it's right. not 
as like comic booky, if that makes no, sense. No, which is why I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. But I think they can't lose that darkness. Yeah. That that grit, that character study. Yes. They can't lose that if they bring in music. So I admit my first reaction to Gaga I was like, cool, musical. I, like, I, I'm I the same way. I'm first. the exact same. As soon as, as, soon as I, I heard like, Gaga, I was excited. I was like, I was like oh my gosh, yes, too, Gaga. Like, yes. And then I was like, musical. Mm. And I like musicals, but for this, like to follow up, like this Oscar, Joaquin won an Oscar, this, I think um, it was also nominated for like screenplay and all that stuff too. Like, and then to follow up with that, I'm like, it has to be to that level of the first one, if not better. Yeah, Especially I agree. And like, I mean, sequels are everywhere these days. Like, it needs. I mean, I if they're going I, I to agree, a, and like, look, it's, it's a bold to, choice. Yeah, to be it is a bold choice. I agree, and yeah. to be honest with you, and I guess to their credit, maybe to play devil's advocate a little bit, you know, Joker one's a hard, a hard, a hard act to follow. It really is. It's it's hard. To, it is. It's hard to hit that bar again, and you, you they don't yeah. want to be they don't want to do it to where it's like repetitive, and it feels kind of like all right, you guys are just doing the same thing again. So I get it. They, I mean, maybe they felt like between Todd Phillips and the executives at Warner, et cetera. Maybe they felt like, look, we got to do something different. Let's mix yeah. it up. This is certainly doing that. This would be 100%. mixing it up. And again, like I believe, even though like on at, from the outside looking in, you hear musical, it sounds silly. It sounds almost like, what is this going to be Greece or something? That's ridiculous. So <laughs> that's that's kind of how maybe it comes across to some people like myself and, and you. But if there, maybe there's a right way to do it. Maybe there's just the right amount of musical numbers and just the right type of music. And maybe it doesn't yeah. have to be so over the top and, if they kind of sprinkle it throughout and it's not oversaturated with over the top musical numbers, then it could be interesting. I think, you know what I mean? And, and I guess Gaga, like music wise, like she has, has had obviously reinvented herself like a thousand times. Yes. She has that. She can do that theatrical. Oh, hundred percent. That, that's how she became, she became famous. Exactly. Yes. hundred percent. So th- this is, in fact, it's funny you mentioned that because this is almost like her going back to her roots a little bit. Like the, the theatrical romance, thing. Like coming it's, out of the, the bathtub. Literally. Like, it's almost like she's kind of like, this is, this role yeah. was almost like she was born to play it. If you really think about it. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I guess I was a little turned off at first, but the, now that I'm kind of talking it out. And, yeah. I agree. I feel more. like talking it out, I, I feel more optimistic now. Yeah, I, I am a little more. I'm, you know, I put my faith in Todd Phillips and, and Joaquin, too. I know he's not going to just sign up for garbage. Um, oh, of course. Although not. the fact that he hasn't been signed just yet makes me a little nervous. That's true. Just a little nervous. So they got to lock him up. And yeah. if he does, in fact, come on board, then I guess I'll just put my faith in him because I know Joaquin doesn't just do crap. He does good no. work. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. And this is huge news for the week. Joker 2 is officially underway, and uh, Gaga's on board, so there we go. So with that, we'll move on to our next segment, and this is... The Hollywood hoedown. We'll we'll do that. We'll do that here, too. Hello. Hello. the Hollywood hoedown. So there's there's so many different stories that we could talk about for this one. So many breakout stories of the week. For sure. But the one that I, that a lot of people were talking about just a couple of days ago, because every day there's like new movie size. So much, the movie news cycle is is crazy this week. Honestly, it, it's like it's absolutely nuts. I kept thinking like, oh, that'd be good, and then it's like something else. Right, and then something so else like, came up, and something else I'm came like, up. Like we only so, have an hour. Like right, but we're, we're just gonna we're gonna stick to what we decided, yeah. and that is the Knives Out sequel. Uh, the teaser trailer for it came out. It's not even a teaser trailer. It's, it's just a like a little. Reveal. It's a title it, reveal. It's a title reveal. It's exactly yeah. right. It's a little sizzle reel type of thing. Ryan Johnson's sequel for Knives Out. It's called Glass Onion, a Knives Out uh, story. Um, 
Yes. And uh, Knives Out Mystery. And it's coming out this holiday season. As you guys saw, there, the, the Daniel Craig is back in the titular role as the lead. Detective Star something. I don't cast. remember his name. Right. And there's all the whole new cast of characters from the first one. Because the first one was Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. Michael Shannon. And, you know, all these all these different actors. And now you got a whole new cast of people. Uh, I think Edward Norton's in there. Um, Leslie Odom Jr.'s in there. Valentine. Right. Like tons yeah. of people are in there. Look, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but for me, I was I saw this and I was deeply disappointed. One, I, I, I guess I must have missed the news that it's going to be released exclusively through Netflix. That to me. Oh, that came out. That was like that was last year. Oh, was it? Damn. I guess I, I was asleep at the yeah, wheel on that one. Then. I did not. One of, I did not realize that. And I, I if, in fact, if I had known that ahead of time, I guess I would not have been as disappointed as I am right yeah. now because so I'm learning was, all this for the first time. It was like it, last last March, and it was one of the biggest streaming sales because it was like a whole bidding war, right? Um, for streamers, and, and Netflix look, got it for like over four hundred million for Netflix. For the, for I gotta two say, sequels. I mean, I, look, Netflix does some good stuff, but they're also the worst when it comes to this thing. They're all they have they have such deep pockets. They're always in these bidding wars. They're always winning, and I hate it when a when a good movie or a, a movie that would presumably be good in theaters, all of a sudden gets snapped up by Netflix. It's going to be released straight to streaming. Like, God damn it. Like, can you get your paws off of this stuff, off the good stuff? But also, I want to say another thing too, because I, I look, we'll see how the movie comes out. We'll see what the trailer reveals, et cetera. And, you know, but like just from here, seeing the title and where they're going with it, this is kind of becoming almost like a, like a little bit of like an anthology series or something. You know what I mean? And I didn't expect that. And as I kind of think about it and I'm like, okay, so they're milking this out to become some kind of anthology franchise or something. And now it's becoming, now they're using the little subhead of like a, a knives out mystery. Is that how each one's going to be going forward? Okay. Like, Oh, a knives so out mystery, knives Ryan, out mystery. Ryan I don't Johnson. like that. Like that, okay. that ruins the original unique vibe of the first one. And it's like, honestly, like they, there didn't need to be a sequel. That's the real truth. There didn't need to be a sequel. Knives Out was everyone. a great one-off. They didn't Fabian. have to milk it, but that's how, that, and look, this is, I, this is, this is like, I don't, I'm talking to like, I'm preaching to the choir probably, but I just don't like the idea that, I know this sounds silly that, oh my God, Hollywood is milking sequels for money. How dare they? I know that sounds ridiculous because that's always happened since the dawn of time, but just now more than ever, it really seems that Hollywood is not interested in just doing original source material and, and, and leaving it as it is and moving on to the next great original idea they just want to milk and milk and milk like god damn I it. agree it's crazy with what that's what i get that's, that's the that? sense i get from this knives out thing okay see i disagree when it comes to knives out but i agree what you're saying about sequels in general because okay, okay so ryan johnson um he tweeted when when um he tweeted out the uh, title reveal yes he basically said he said quote when i made knives out that's what made me excited about the prospect of making more mysteries with daniel as benoit no, I probably pronounced that wrong. To emulate Agatha Christie and have every film be like a whole new book with its tone, ambition, reason for being like everything different, just like Agatha Christie did. Right, I never with her books, read yes. Agatha Christie with her books. So, and how they were all different. Mm-hmm. And so, after reading that too, how we wanted them to be different stories, I think I I'm okay with it being like sort of an anthology and being three different films. However. I do have some concerns mm. because it better not be like the same. He says it's going to be completely different. Like it's what, what he's saying yeah. from but what I get from interpreting his words. He makes it seem like he wants to be a completely different story. Obviously it's a completely different story. We know it's set in Greece. It's different cast, everything. 
but it like, it needs to be, I needed to have that same, the first time I saw Knives Out, I don't know if you feel the same way. It was like, you were like putting the pieces together and you were yeah. just like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? It and the was, first time you saw it, you were like, like holy shit. It was the shit. best version that I had seen of like a who, a classic whodunit. Same. It was, was like one of the, the best outings I agree. of that ever. I agree. And it balanced the writing, the humor, the, yes. the characters, everything was great. So if it has all of those things, but it needs to be different enough so we're not like, oh, this again. Right. In fact, I mean, it doesn't, it, maybe it doesn't even have to be a murder mystery per se. Maybe it could be like a bank heist or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It could be anything. You're right. It does need to be different. It has, and I, I think Ryan Johnson will, will make it different enough. Yeah, because he mentioned like she wrote Agatha, Agatha Christie wrote spy thrillers, horrors, serial killer hunts, gothic right. romances. So hopefully, it's not just a murder mystery in Greece. Like hopefully, right. there's something else in there. So, so I, I guess I need a little education on this because the first one, I, I, I remember when the first one was coming out, there was talk of like Agatha Christie, et cetera, et cetera. Was was Knives Out based on an Agatha, an actual Agatha Christie book, or was it just inspired from this, that genre? You know what I mean. I don't think it was based. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I do not think it was based on a Agatha Christie book. So then, so I guess my question is: the only Agatha is, Christie books adapt, movie adaptations were like um, Murder on the Orient, Orient Express ah, and Death on the Nile. Those ones, right? That so were like, I guess the, I guess the, the first one was sort of made in the spirit of Agatha Christie books, yes. not necessarily from the actual source material or anything. Her like, inspiration is what it yeah. seems like. Here's my thing and like look you can take ryan johnson at his word seems like a pretty truthful guy but the cynic in me is saying that perhaps he's saying this now about sequels and oh what i had in mind and blah 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 maybe he's only saying that now because sequels are being greenlit because of the success of the first one and there was there was this appetite for sequels now a, a second sequel is coming out probably more are going to come out so maybe he's just saying this now and kind of making up this rationale now that is convenient and saying Oh yeah, by the way, guys, like I almost feel like he's he's putting that out there to kind of soften the idea because the first saying. one, I don't I don't remember, I don't know if he was said any of this when the first one first came out and said, hey, by the way, if any sequels come around, I just want you guys to know that Agatha Christie wrote a lot of books and I have it in mind to make a lot yeah. of movies. I, I don't I mean, remember he him said saying that now. Like we, that yeah, you're right. That's a good point. He said that now. We don't know if he said that like, oh, I can't wait to make more, like right after right, he just right. didn't say so that. So in knows? my mind, I think Ryan Johnson rolled the dice on the first one, had some fun with it, and 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 hit the jackpot, frankly. But again, like just Hollywood's like just typical, like lazy, you know, re re repurposing of things. It's just so like disheartening to me. And now that I'm seeing this and I kind of, and not only that, but I'm seeing that it goes straight to Netflix too. And Netflix is already, they're already primed for that type of rollout, like anthologies and this and like binging and this, like that's what, that's what Netflix is designed for. Just for you to like binge for a ton of content, which, in, which my, in my, my theory is that because of that formula they have, that waters down the actual content. And that's kind of what I'm worried about with this. The fact that it's it's being released to Netflix, it's already being pegged as like some kind of anthology thing. In the factory line is already kind of being lined up, it seems, to pump these things out. And Netflix is, that's what Netflix is. It's like a factory for pumping out content. And a lot of that content oftentimes, in my opinion, sucks. So I don't know. I, I'm deeply worried. And look, I know that Netflix bought the rights. They're not necessarily the ones who produced it or anything, but I don't know. It just, it, it makes, it, it forebodes... A, a potentially sloppy-ish type of movie. I guess we'll see, but I'm, I'm a little skeptical at this point. Well, one thing that I do want to note, and I'm not sure if I, I wanted to look into this, and I'm not sure you, you understand what this means, but I, I noticed that um, I should have looked more into it, but it was last month, um, Deadline, uh, the Lionsgate CEO spoke to Deadline mm. about the deal, um, the, the Knives Out deal. Um, Lionsgate did the um, first film. 
That's right. They, they yeah. distributed it, correct. So they said they were distributed through film. And so they said that Netflix paid at least twice Lionsgate's limit for the sequels. Jesus. But declined to put an arrangement to put together to put together an arrangement for all three movies to be sold as a package. Now I don't really it, understand what that. Oh, is means. that true? Wow. Yes. I and did then, not know that. So okay, so, so Netflix. What does that essentially mean? Essentially, what that means is that Netflix just did this as a one-off deal for this one movie. And that doesn't necessarily. Well, if they for do both sequels, it was for both sequels. And I'm like, why didn't they want to do it as a package? Wait, so wait, movie- so two sequels were greenlit then? Two sequels were greenlit. Oh, okay. Okay. They I, thought I that, that huge deal was for two sequels. Okay, and then we don't we don't know who has the rights to the third one just yet, right? But I don't know. But it said put together all three movies, so I don't know if that includes the first one that they they put it on Netflix. I don't really understand. I, Possibly. That's I, was I mean, kind of confused about. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The reason why I brought this up because again, I'm not fully un, like I'll admit industry stuff is still a lot of so much. It's really confusing to be honest. Right. Some of that deals and stuff. I'm I'm not an expert on that. I'll right, admit right, that. Right. Um. But one thing that the CEO said, and this is why I'm noting this because you had brought up, um, you know, your concerns about Netflix, <laughs> um, just in general. So, um, so although Netflix declined this package, again, whatever it entails, because again, I'm not fully sure what it entails, because of Netflix losing subscribers, the overspending and all this stuff, the CEO says he's going to go back to Netflix and try to renegotiate this package. So I, I okay. So what is what do you think that means? Like because he knows that they're 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 desperate or something or, yeah, or, or I, yeah, it's a little confusing. I mean, look in, in that spirit of Netflix spending too much. If they spend four hundred again, I need four hundred million dollars. Is that what you said? Four hundred million dollars on this? It was it was four hundred million was what I read that I read four hundred million, but I also read it was again. This was like last March or May. I mean, it was. It was last year, and it was like, but other people said four sixty. Some people said four fifty. Yeah, four hundred fifty million dollars for the rights to a movie. Two. Oh, for sequels. two. Okay. For two. But still, it was like I you know that that to me is that to me I think that means that they they bought the second one and whatever third one may come along eventually. That's what that sounds like to me. Yeah. Um but there were contingencies. There were two con- contingencies. Is that okay. Craig Craig must star in both of them. Right. And that they they must at least have the budget of the 2019 film, which was only 40 million. Yeah. The first and- film only had a 40 million dollar budget and made like 300 million. Right. So like I, I don't want it to lose its, I hate this, I know it's kind of corny, but I don't want it to lose its sparkle. Yeah. I'm excited, no, but I don't want it to lose its sparkle. Yeah. And I, I guess, you know, we'll see what comes out. Because, you know, sometimes Netflix does churn out some good stuff every now and then. In fact, I, I, I would argue that the stuff that they actually buy the rights to, which is made sort of like beforehand and like almost like exclusive from Netflix, and all they do is just come along and swoop it up to release it. It's not those a Netflix movies, original. Yeah. Yeah, those yeah, the, like those movies are actually good, but like Netflix originals where they have their hands in it from the beginning, yeah. those are the ones that turn out like shit usually. So and they obviously wanted they like fought for this. Yeah. So, and look, I mean Ryan Johnson's at the helm, so I guess I put my faith yeah. in him because he's a good director, but I don't know. I did not I, like I, I did not like the idea of it and the fact that like oh Glass Onion, a, a knives out mystery is like come on, like really that like, we're doing it. Might as well do, might, you might as well turn knives out into a show if that's the route you're going to go. End, that's my view. To end this to end this segment, I have yeah. one question for you. Would you have felt differently if it was a different streamer? Um, I, my, maybe a little bit, but I still would have been like, because any any streamer these days, if it's going to just release exclusively to streaming, is I don't I don't I don't like the na- the notion of that in general. Netflix especially, but if it would have gone to Hulu or Amazon. Or Apple, it probably would have been the same idea almost. Like, ah, oh, damn it, a streamer got it. Like, why can why couldn't just a studio have gotten yeah. it? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? That maybe maybe I'm out of touch, I guess. But 
in any case, uh, we'll go ahead and move on to our final segment, which is what yep. you see, what you think. And we have to talk about Jurassic World Dominion, the final, I guess this is the final chapter in the Apparently. entire franchise. Apparently. It is, right? Yes. Some people some people said yes, and I also heard like, well, you don't know. And I'm like, okay, I'm pretty well. So here's, here's the thing. So I, I saw it and I actually walked out before the very end. So I don't know if there's any spo- little cliffhanger at the very, very end. Once that once all the nice music started playing and everybody was like all saved, no, I literally no left. I was like, I'm sick of this already. It's enough. But did did something happen? Was there like a little little dinosaur egg and like you see like a little velociraptor come no. out like at the I don't end think so i was like i know i like took off my glasses so i was like i was like packing my stuff up <laughs> okay so like, there was yeah. so if there was there no like anything. obvious cliffhanger at the end no. potentially it seemed, it up seemed like it was it was a it was like summed everything up like it was a conclusion got it so maybe this yeah. is the final chapter and if yeah. it is i, I gotta say they went out on a on a not a high note what's the opposite of a high note a low note low they note. went out poorly that's the way maybe that's what i'm trying to say I, I look i don't know how you felt about it it's a it's a fun. Little, I have thoughts. Like, I have thoughts. It's a fun, just little popcorn summer flick. But I mean, look, like from where the original fran- from the where the original first three movies were, especially the first one, obviously, from where those started and what those meant, and just how how well those were made at the time, especially under Spielberg and with the the animatronics and everything and the, and the practical effects. My God, like this franchise has has jumped the shark. And what I mean by that is. CGI and look, I, you know, CGI was used in the first one as well. Okay, like even in the first one, there was like some CG. I'm aware of that, but this movie is all CGI. It's all CGI. There's, I don't, I don't know if there's any practical. There was some animatronics, I think. Right? Were the, there the little, the little baby ones? Looked like ah, they were. that's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about the big stuff, like one, like T Rex stuff. Like yes, you know what I mean? I know. And like I know. again, I I, was, I'm, I'm aware that there's there's CGI in the first one, but those those practical effects in the first one really made that movie and those and all this all this final one was really was nothing but a nostalgia squeeze that's really what it was they brought jeff goldblum back they brought back um sam um, neil yeah sam neil and laura uh, dern yes laura oh my god i'm forgetting names left and right here it's okay i got you i got they, you yeah, i appreciate that thank you they brought everybody back for the big nostalgia trip and essentially like a lot of there's a lot of like similar shots, and they're trying to pay homage and doing nods to the first one. And I get it; it was funny. So you didn't and, you know, like it, that stuff? I, I did, but it was just kind of like I don't know. Like I mean, like bringing back the original characters and doing those like little winks to the audience from the first one. It's like okay, like this is what you got, I guess, to kind of go. I, I guess this is what you got because like really, I, I I saw like part of the first Jurassic World with Chris Pratt, and I was like, nope, I'm out. And like the whole his whole plot wait wait is, wait 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 wait, you haven't seen the other Jurassic World movies? No, hell no. I saw part of the first one, and I immediately checked out. Like Chris Pratt doing all this, like I, I was like, it's just ridiculous. Like he's a raptor trainer. Like shit, get the get out of here. You know what I mean? And like and look, I, I'm not I'm not a Chris Pratt hater like a lot of people are. I got to be honest for this, for this like franchise, I was not feeling him in the lead role. I didn't, I just didn't feel the juice. I didn't feel any like of the original uh, charm or the panache of the original cast. And that's what they try to kind of bring him back in, in this one. And, they, and it worked to some degree. Like Jeff Goldblum was fantastic and funny. There was moments I was like, okay, good. They, they were the best parts of this movie, but by and large, it's just like the, the act. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like the, this day and age, the, the action what Hollywood considers like good action is just over the top craziness, like just a million things happening at once, super cutting everything. And that's not what good action is to me. Like, like, or at least what good, what good suspense is. Cause that's what the first one was. It was like an action film, but mostly a thriller slash, slash fantasy suspense kind of movie. 
And that's what made it so good. You know what I mean? Those like, those, those like, those like, they took their time with the shots and the T-Rex coming down, looking through the window. Like those are iconic shots and iconic moments for a reason. And now in this new movie, and I would argue just in this newer, the latter half of this franchise now, it's just like, it's just what modern day action films are, which are mostly crap. It's like a bunch of stunts, a bunch of this racing motorcycle. They're trying to, they're trying to go so over the top. They're trying to, they're trying to top and, and, and wow the audience so much these days. I don't know if it's the audience's fault or if it's Hollywood's fault, but man, this movie was like just a mash of all the bad things about modern day action flicks, including CGI and just kind of, just kind of like leeching off of a beloved movie slash early series, uh, early a franchise, I should say. And I just, I left a bad taste in my mouth and I didn't like it. That's, that's my little rant on Jurassic World there. Okay. All right. So go, go for it, Chage. What, what do you right. got? Okay. So <laughs> first of all, I should note that I have watched a lot of films in the last three weeks because I had COVID. I was really sick. So I watched the, the only perk was watching a lot of films. Nice. Honestly, not going to go through all everything I watched, but um, something that I did watch. So I kind of just been binging a lot of film, TV, everything. So, yeah, yeah. and I just kind of kept that going, even though now I'm better. I'm just like, let's just keep this. Um, so in the, I had seen the first Jurassic Park, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I had seen the first and the second Jurassic Worlds. Um, and then just over the weekend, I saw Jurassic Park 2 and Jurassic Park 3, the mm. Lost World, the third one. Oh, I yes, you actually those. watched the whole thing recently. So I did all, like, all six. And okay. then I saw I saw Dominion last night. Um, the first thing I have to say <laughs> about going to see um, Jurassic World Dominion, um, again, I saw it on a Tuesday. Um, yeah. And I didn't think there would be like anyone in the theater. It was, like, popping. I was like, wow. okay, everyone yeah, is still that- going to see that's I mean, the box thing office. Too. The movie, the yeah. movie killed at the box office. People dominated. They were they were wanting Dominion, to see it. Literally, so they saw it. Yeah, there was a, a a couple brought their like four year old kid. Yeah, I was like, and there's like horror films. I'm like, why? I'm like, this isn't this like PG 13. Like, why are you bringing your baby into this right. film? So that was one thing I was like, not didn't like that. But I just had to know right. that. I thought that was kind of sounded weird. But okay, so I first like to say that I had very very low expectations going into this oh, okay. film because. That's good. The reviews were so bad. Yes. However, oh I was optimistic okay. that it would at least be a popcorn film. It'd be entertaining. Sure. I'm going to the movies and I'm, you know, tired after work. Like I need to be like alert and, you know, I want to be entertained. I got my right. popcorn. I'm entertain- entertained. Movies aren't cheap. Snacks aren't cheap. Nothing's right. cheap these days. Right. So the very least they can do is just give me some, some easy thrills. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to like feel like I'm falling asleep, you know? Right. Right. So. And I, and I was optimistic because if you look around Tomatoes, the critic reviews versus the audience response is like a huge difference. It's yeah, like the audience seems to like 80. it a lot more for sure. So I was like, okay, I'm looking for something in the middle here. Right. And I feel like I did because of that. I kind of got something in the middle. I would say it was okay. I'll give a, a big okay. Okay. Um, that works. I liked it better than the second Jurassic World, which is having haven't seen Fallen Kingdom. I liked it better than Fallen Kingdom. All right. I liked it. I kind of, I guess I agree with like the, and if I'm going to, I'm not going to go into ranking, but I guess ra- uh, ratings wise, I mean, um, uh, pursu- uh, Rotten Tomato score wise, the first Jurassic Park and the first Jurassic World are the two highest ones. And I think those mm. were the best in the franchise. The first Jurassic Park, it's obviously iconic. And then the first um, Jurassic World. Okay. So knowing that you didn't see other Jurassic World films, I feel like, I feel like I liked it. I liked it better having, I mean, cause there was a lot of points of the story and they all came Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't know who that girl was. I was yeah, like, okay, I was going to say, that's she's like just all some the, girl that they kind of stole slash adopted yes. or whatever, like whatever. Yeah, I, I, and that was in the second one. 
Yeah, so, no, I, I, you know, granted, I, you're right. Maybe my my opinion is should be taken with a grain of salt because I haven't seen the other two Jurassic but I, Worlds. But well, okay, I, so, I, I kind of pieced it together. I was like, okay, I, I get it. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, because yeah, like yeah. she didn't. It was a big kind of a question mark about what her stuff like that about where she came right. from, like that. So um, the things I liked, things I didn't like, things I liked. I'm not going to go through everything because it's I wrote a whole list, but. Um, I like the baby dinosaurs. I know it's going to make me sound so like a girly girl. I love a baby dinosaur. I loved seeing Delta because Blue is like a big part of Jurassic World. Like that's like his like um, Chris Pratt's character, Owen. Like he like, ra- like Blue was like his number one girl. Like it was like, I know that sounds, if you've seen the movies. Oh, okay. So, so, that, so the, the, mom, the mom raptor is like a big, big part so, of it. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, the part in the film that I, one of the parts that I loved, it was kind of corny, was when like Maisie like put her hand out, like her, adoptive dad to the baby like that was like kind of cool because I mean it was kind of corny but like it showed that like oh like her adoptive dad she kind of has the same like you know um towards these uh raptors but so I loved the nostalgia about having the combination of the you know the OG having the OGs in there I like that we finally got to see um um Ellie Allen kind of kiss like yeah, that, ever that, kissed. It, that, that was actually a good payoff i, I was like, like finally because like, that was very much movies. teased and alluded to in the first one you yes. never really got together and then now they kind yeah. of they cl- closed the loop and got them together i, I, I appreciated that i was like, I right, was like cool. okay i was like good. finally you know yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. i agree uh, jeff goldblum was probably he i feel like he was like low-key playing himself like yeah he was he totally is jeff goldblum is just jeff goldblum at this point i think he might have been he might have been jeff goldblum even in the first one i know he was so great yeah, so he was. the number one thing that I did not like was the whole thing with the locusts. Oh, ew, okay. ew! I do not like bugs yeah, at yeah. all. I know it's getting it sound like a girly girl, but I remember I saw a tweet. I forgot who this tweet. It was a viral tweet, and someone uh-huh. said, "I can't believe a Jurassic World movie is mainly about lo- locusts." That you, you know what? You're right because that they were like the big threat of the yes. movie. Yeah. And and they were giant. And I remember this right. one part, like Price Charles Howard's character, Claire says at one point, like, I didn't something like, I think that there would be bugs. And I'm like, well, yeah, no shit. Like it's a dinosaur movie. Why would yeah, there yeah, why yeah, is yeah. there like, these giant ass bugs flying around, these genetically engineered bugs? Right. And it was just like, so the, I mean, they could have used like birds. Like, why did they or something like that? Why did they have to if they were gonna have to do that storyline in there? And I get it, like, but I think storyline-wise, if they just focused on like the Macy's kidnapping and then getting the baby back and like maybe have the, the scary tech company do something else. I don't know, but there was like a lot going on and pacing was kind of weird for me. I feel like one minute I was like, Oh wow. Like I thought the most like, you know, scary like scene was when Bryce Dallas Howard was like in the water like hunt mm. going in the under the moss. I thought that was pretty cool. Like that was yeah, kind yeah, of that, that was like a good little test. That was scene, a good sure. suspense, but it was quick. I'm it like was. it was a quick suspense. I'm like the, the, the dinosaur didn't even attack her. I'm like, what the heck? I was expecting her to like, you know, some more. So I wanted more of that. Like you said, that that suspense. I feel like they just right. threw it all in there and they cut it up. I'm like, I need like an extended cut. Yeah, let me, let me get like, like an extended scene it. of it. Right. I agree. Yeah. The other thing too, and tell me if you thought about this. Like there were just, there felt like there were just too many goddamn characters everywhere. It was like, because especially not only were there too many like main good guy characters, but none of them died. Like there were no stakes. I, I, somebody <laughs> from the original should, like Jeff Goldblum probably should have died. That one part, I thought he was going to die. He should have died the, probably. Because like, I th- remember at the end when they're all like in the plane and they're flying off together, it's like 10 people in the little <laughs> cargo hold there. It's ridiculous. And the shot looks so silly because it's like seven, eight heads like, 
oh, we're safe. It's like, yo, there's too many people I that are was, safe. I was and the preparing. pilot is introduced and the, and the tour guide himself. It's just too many goddamn people. There it's like, get out of here. There was a lot of people. I mean, I thought DeWanda Weiss was cool, but like, yeah, I think- she was I, unnecessary like, too. It's like, get out of here. I mean, she was great in it, but I don't think, she was great in it. I don't think they needed to have no. her in there. And I liked, I think that it was cool they had the, um, the, um, the kind of the guy be like the double agent, the biogen, whatever. Yeah, he's like, he, he, he was like, Ramsey at first like the tour guy. And then he became, yeah, that yeah, was became, pretty cool. But like, yeah, his, his character I, worked, I agree. But still, but like, just, it, maybe he could have died too. Like, okay, he and I agree. Died. And I agree, especially um, BD Wong's character, the doctor who's been in like all of them, the scientist. Yeah. Right, so, right, right, right. So yeah, when they're all going towards like the scene when they're all going to the helicopter and then the, whatever the new, the big giant, Asaurus, whatever it was, was fighting the T-Rex. I thought that part was great, but that was still kind of quick in my opinion. It was quick, yeah. With CGI wise. And again, they're all running and there's like 10 of them. I'm like, how did none of them die? Like, like literally really, the only person who, I, di- who died a traditional dinosaur death was the main bad guy. And he died, yeah. and like, that, that one was actually kind of cool because it was, it was an homage back to the, Yes, uh, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. This is his name, Wayne. Uh, the guy with the shaving Wayne cream Knight, container. Uh, Wayne Knight. Yeah, the, the fat guy, basically. Yeah, yes. with like the he shaving was, cream container. Yeah, like when he when he came face to face with like the poison, like yeah, that, that was and cool. I guess. Him. But like, I wanted yeah. there should have been more people because if you watch the first one, there's a lot of people that die at the hands of dinosaurs. Like there's like different bad guys and stuff like that, and most all the good guys survive in that one too. But there were far less of them. And by the yeah. way, what happened to those kids? I want to see those kids. Those kids should have came back too. Like a little. A little nod to them or something. I know, I know that one, the girl was at like the premiere. She was like, at the, the premiere, but they didn't make any she, mention of her in the movie. I don't, I don't know, know she acts, but I know that the, I think the son is like in stuff. Like, why couldn't he have been in it? Like, I think right. they should have like, maybe, I don't know, made him pilot or something. Who knows? But, but I also thought there was just, was, again, I agree with you in the sense that there was just too much. There's too many locations, too many characters, yes. too many short clips. Like if they would have made it like in one, lo- there was too many locations too. Like, I don't think they had to go to Malta and go to the underground. Yeah, and then, and then like, that's another thing that too. Like, like that, that bad guy, vibes. the Asian was, lady who's like yes. this kind of assassin type. It's like, what is going on here? No, it's that just, was like, all it, was over like the place. it was like taken. I'm like, what is the, the girls getting right, kidnapped? Right. And, and, I'm and, like, and the thing that every time there was like some kind of high intensity chase sequence, it was always like some kind of raptor, like raptor chase sequence, raptor well, chase that's sequence. The raptors, yeah, and the raptor chase sequence, and it always, it always just like ends up like, oh, they got away. It's like, okay, cool, I guess. Like, yeah. there's only in the first one, if you remember, there's the main raptor sequence in the kitchen, and even that one was, remember that, like, they're clawing, they're coming. That was along. like legit scary. It was freaky, and it like, was there's, so no, there's scary. no, yeah, there's, there's, there's no freakiness in this movie, and that, that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. And again, like, no, to overall, when it comes to the, when it comes to like the horror, you know, I'm like, you know, the scaredy cat when it comes to things like. I was like so worried about this little kid going to see this movie, but like it wasn't that scary. Yeah, it wasn't scary. No. And speak, speaking of kids, ki- kids are the worst nowadays. They really are. I was I actually watched it in theaters too, and um, obviously kid. I did. But yeah. uh, but I was in a theater where there was a ton ton of like teenagers and or preteens, like 11, 12, 13 year olds, and I was sitting next to a started. group of like I was sitting next to a long line of them, and they were talking the whole time, and I was like. I looked over, I was like, is there an adult with you guys who can tell you to shut up? And I eventually kind of did this like big like turn. I was like, like to them. And they and, like one of them looked at me and he goes, You guys, you gotta shut up, shut up. And I was like, Yeah, yeah like you scared, guys are, scared you guys are talking down. a lot. Stop. Yeah, you, know you should have just like, started there's coughing. No theater, there's no theater at a It's ridiculous. Oh yeah. It's anyway. That's a whole separate conversation because yes, I agree yes, with you. Yes, like yes. these but kids. Yeah, like, I, I I'm not all that impressed. Look, it did well at the box office. Yeah. And I hope I, they don't do it anymore. To end on a positive note, I will say. 
I am so happy between Top Gun, which I finally saw. What do you think of Top Gun real quick? Because we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but do you like it? Yes. Oh my God. I mean, I wanted to see it the weekend it came out, but I got, my old family got sick. Oh my God. Best film I've seen this year. It really is. It's so, it was so spectacular. And like, and that's the thing, Top Gun, another big budget type of blockbuster popcorn film, but that one was done right. I liked it better than the first one, to be honest. I did too. And again, I'll say that, I'll I'll repeat this again, because there's in such harsh comparison and contrast, I should say. Yeah. Top Gun, practical effects. Tom Cruise insisting on the practical effects. That matters. Oh, that matters. Whereas, it was whereas CGI epic. is something but green screen everywhere. It's like, I don't give a yeah. shit about any of this. It's weak. So but I will say, ending on that, that obviously is a positive note, but I want to say between Top Gun and um, Jurassic World Dominion, like it seems like all generations are finally going to back to the movies. Yes. And I yes, love they are, to see that. Which is that. a good thing. Which is a good thing. And I thing. hope it stays that way because yeah. I love to see that. I'm like, finally, I feel like during the pandemic, this might be like one of the bigger opening. I think because I'm those yeah, and I, I agree. Things. This and I, I think this is the this summer is going to be a good telltale sign of how theaters are going to come yeah. out on the end of this. Light years obviously coming out this week, and I'm probably yes. going to catch that. And you know, I want to be around. kids. Yeah, God. kids will be there too. I'm gonna go to an early screening for that one, early or very late, one or the other. Yes. Um, yeah, anyway, but... I think that's a good place to wrap yeah. up. We had a good conversation this week, Great and combo. the remote, the remote works. Look at that! Look at us. We're yeah. doing a remote, and it, yeah. it's working we out. Got this. Yeah, it's good. We're tech savvy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna be around for the next couple of weeks, so we'll have somebody else fill in for me. Yes. The page will continue on, and we'll we'll be doing this weekly until we're back in the office, and we'll be back to regular regular times again. But thank you guys for tuning in, thank checking you so this much. out. Uh, we're stream us on Apple, Spotify, iHeart. We're on YouTube. We'll be on the website. And yeah, we will check in with you guys next time. Take, take it easy. Bye.